and I'm so happy to have Elise. Come on over here, Elise. And and Tapani, I haven't seen Tapani in a while. There's going to be the 20th anniversary of the Maui Ocean Center. I cannot believe. I remember when the Maui Ocean Center was being born. I I remember it being built out there, and I cannot believe. I really can't believe it's actually been 20 years. Oh my gosh. So you're going to be having a big celebration at the Maui Ocean Center this coming Sunday. And it's a, it's a birthday celebration at 11 o'clock. And there's going to be music from Ecolu Trio at 3 o'clock. And there's going to be a live remote with our friend across the hallway here, Kamikaze. And that's going to be going on from 12 to 3. And But you've got a full day of activities planned. So, number one, do you want to put headsets on, or you you could? I mean, number one, it's good to see you, Elise. It's great to see you, Cindy. It's been a while. Yes, and and it's so exciting because, you know, the Maui Ocean Center was kind of way ahead of its time, and it kind of blew people's mind. I remember when it was first built here, and it was like, wow. I think the thing that got the most attention was walking through that tunnel, and you actually could see sharks and stingrays, you know, floating around you in that tunnel you know that you know that was and it was designed after i wasn't it a group from jerusalem that originally designed and and owned it Mm -hmm. that did it actually out of tel aviv Aviv. Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yeah that's where the corporate parent headquarters are still located so it was very interesting it was it was like a big step right to bring us here to maui right yeah, of course. Uh, we are actually global, uh, or the Coral World International is a global uh, corporation, uh, Australia, Spain, Israel, and, uh, of course, our Maui. And and it is a beautifully designed place. And, um, you know, it's so interesting because I, I go over there a lot and I go, wow, there's always people coming and going. And everyone asks, well, what do you do on a rainy day on Maui? I say, Go to the Maui Ocean Center. That's a perfect thing to do, right? <laughs> Everyone is at Maui Ocean Center today. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. And but there's there's a lot going on over there, and it's um, it's all done with a very very I'd say, um, sensitive and dedicated um, I- intent to reflect the islands here, and and. I see things there every time that blows my mind how much and how dedicated it is to being reflective of our oceans here and the Pacific Ocean and and the islands. Yes, so the Maui Ocean Center's mission is to foster understanding, wonder, and respect for Hawaii's marine life. So we are incredibly blessed to live where we do and to um, be able to showcase some of these incredible animals that live on the reefs Mm -hmm. with our guests is just amazing. And we have, um, over the last 20 years, implemented programs throughout the park so people can become that much more educated about the beautiful species that are a part of Hawaii's reefs and then as a part of that have a um, growing respect and uh, understanding of what we need to do to ensure their um, sustainability and their long-term survival. And that's mm-hmm. so interesting because in 20 years, actually, the reefs have become more endangered, you know, through the years, even though we knew a lot of respect was needed to maintain our reefs. Um, there's been lots of studies and a lot of money spent, right? But it's still a really important thing, a very important part that we have to be totally aware of that our reefs still need protecting, right? They are under duress. Let me be really clear about that. Everyone in Maui should understand what it means. And the real question is, what will happen to Hawaii if we lose our coral reefs? Yes. And, I, gosh, I hate thinking about that. I mean, you know, I really do. But, you know, part of it was through 
people who weren't aware of this and just didn't know better. Some was kind of greed of, of tourism and, and people that were doing things. And then there was all those fish that were taken, you know, um, and, and taken off island and put... You remember the fishing. I think it's now illegal to actually harvest some of the fish that were being taken. Yeah, it's regulated activity, which it should be. Uh, mm-hmm. There are several reasons, um, environmental reasons. Um, for example, prawn advisory days. Um, you know, Maui actually yes. has had the most prawn advisory days uh, out of all the islands between 2010 and 2015. I, I did not know that. Yep. I was not aware of that. 43 per year on average. Wow. So... What does that actually indicate? That indicates to us that we have a big sedimentation issue. Uh, We really need to look at more holistic watershed uh, management plans. You know, the way Hawaiians used to be here before we got here, you know, they were doing things right. You know, Aupua concept, everything was connected. So they took, took, took care of the land. It's very simple. And today is a brown advisory day because whenever you have a day like where there's been some rain and water and wash off, especially over a few days, you get that. You get yeah, that, yeah. that that happening there. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, naturally there mm-hmm. were some pools, tide pools areas, the, the mm-hmm. ponds that was helping to collect that. And there's a few of those left, but um, obviously it's still a, a big issue. Um, the celebration party is going to be this Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. with the remote going on in the middle of the day. And um, you've really planned a huge amount of events. I mean, this to me kind of is mind-blowing. You, <laughs> are you, well, you, you, you're, you're starting, number one, for Sunday morning very early at 9 a.m., right? With yes. a lot of luck going on. Do you want to go down what you've planned? Sure. So I think one of the things that we really wanted to do was to create a very special opportunity for everyone to come and become enamored again with what these um, amazing animals represent and and the important reefs that we are surrounded by. And so with that, we wanted to invite many of our community partners that we have worked with over the years. So we have NOAA um, Humpback Whale Sanctuary will be um, in the park and providing uh, insight about these beautiful animals. And then the uh, monk seal uh, group will also be there. And then we also have our friends from the Kealia Pond that will be able to talk about oh, wildlife um, from the uh, marsh and the tide and that inter-ocean, um, um, uh, I can't think of the word, <laughs> but basically between the ocean and the, and the land. And, the, and, and that, those were Have you noticed this year how much water's been in Kealia Pond? It's oh, higher the, this year than I've ever seen it before. Yes, and of course you see all the birds are very happy. Yes, They've got very lots of happy. nesting grounds. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's full on, even on both sides. And it's mm. like, wow. It's, I mean, I remember some years where all you would get those those little gnats, those little bugs that were flying around because there wasn't enough water and stuff and you'd smell it. But we've had a pretty full pond, pretty yes. full pond. Now, and when then, when they're coming, where in the parking lot area is all this stuff? Where is it going to be happening? So they actually be inside the park um, uh, in our living reef building and in the Hawaiians in the sea. And uh, the Kohalawi Island Reserve um, Commission will also be there uh, to talk about navigation and some of the work that's been going on in Kohalawi. And so uh, in addition to that, of course, we do have some of our other community partners that include the Maui Classic Cruisers that are coming for a classic car show. They'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> yes, they'll be in the parking lot. And we are doing a sidewalk sale for the gift shop on uh, I Sunday. I love the gift shop there. You know, that's a hidden treasure. <laughs> No, it is. Well, I had my I had my book, Practicing Aloha, there. But my CD. You remember yep. that when mm-hmm. I had that? Yep. I need I to get some remember. more to you. But, but you know what? 
sometimes people forget about that. That's such a great place to buy gifts because it is all Hawaiian, and, and it's got lovely things and, and a wide variety of items that you can get. Right, so, so this Sunday will be a great time to come and pick up some of those things at a great deal. Absolutely, absolutely. So when you do that, do you go in the main entrance to get access to all of this? Are you going to be going in the main entrance? And yes, you, you would come in the main entrance, but of course um, we are expecting um, a fairly large lot of people to come, and so we are uh, recommending that people pre-book their mm-hmm. tickets online. And the uh, day is... Um, because we want the Maui community to really be able to celebrate this with us because it's an important milestone, we have an amazing special for Kama'aina. So adults are 50% off with Hawaii Ice State ID. That's great. Yes, and then children 12 and years, years or younger are free. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, and you know who I love? I love Anthony <clears throat> Fluke. Yes, me Anthony's too. Anthony's yeah. so good. He's so good, and he's, well, I think he's only 19 years old. He's so young, and, and he does such great music, and he's going to be there at 9.30 after the mm-hmm. opening pule, um, and um, a magic show, and, oh, you've got Kamehameha School doing the ukulele performance at one. How wonderful. Mm-hmm. And is that all going to be in that center area there? So you we know? have actually two stages that day. So we'll have one in the retail plaza where we'll have the pule and the um, beautiful music with Anthony Fluke, as well as the magician who will be doing a couple of um, performances throughout the day, and then the ukulele students. And then in Harbor Plaza, we have another stage. Now, where's the Harbor Plaza? That is the main big plaza that overlooks the harbor. Okay. And there we'll have um, our appreciation for our employees with five years or more of service. We actually have three um, individuals who have been with us since day one. Wow. Yes. From opening day. So our curator, director, John Gorman, and then um, one of our um, park entrance supervisors, Ruby, and then also um, Harry on the curatorial Mm -hmm. team has been there literally from day one. It's pretty important that the curator stayed all these years, right? That certainly helps, yes. Yeah, I know, because you you definitely have a certain direction. This is not an an aquarium you see somewhere else. It's, It's unique to Maui. Yeah, what makes Maui Ocean Center really unique is, first of all, we have an open uh, water flow system. Um, we have about 1.2 million gallons of seawater per day that we pump through the uh, system. We have several different types of filtration systems. We have me- mechanical high-pressure sand filters that remove all the biosolids uh, from the water and from the system. And then we have a biological, we call it actually a gravity filter Basically, we have a nitrogen bacteria there that actually converts uh, NH4, which is ammonia, to NO3 and NO2, which is nitrate nitride. So this actually completes the cycle. And that's, then we, that's complicated. Uh, it's, <laughs> I yeah, tried it's to follow you. I had you halfway through <laughs> the sand filtration, and then I kind of got lost. But I guess you'd have to be very, very involved in this to understand that there's a lot of filtration. Yeah, there's, it's actually a fairly complicated <laughs> system. You're absolutely right. But that's actually what makes it beautiful because we are the largest – we have the largest uh, collection under our care of living coral uh, in the United States. Really? So, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Most of the other aquariums you visit, you will see artificial corals there, unfortunately. So you have the largest living. Yeah. Now, there's different kinds of coral, too. Oh, we have 42 different species yeah. of corals on exhibit. 
40, you know, and I've been mm. there, I can't even say countless times, and I did not know that. I'm always learning new things myself, like there's a rice coral, there's a mushroom coral. I mean, it's amazing, and they're all just incredibly beautiful. Do they all take special yeah. care, different kinds of care for the different kinds of coral? Or a little bit different. There are different species, of course, and there are certain rules who you can actually put next to each other and uh, in the in the environment. It's by natural selection. Um, mm-hmm. So we pay close attention to what's happening in the ocean um, Corals, of course, we, you know, let me go back. In 9-11, 2015, ocean water temperature was 85 degrees of Fahrenheit around the Maui waters. I'm sure plenty of the listeners uh, were in the water in those days, and they remember the rise in the temperature. Um, as a result, we saw about 40% of the Hawaii's coral reefs, they bleached, and a lot of them are still that way. Big disconnect that I see. It was per- the heat that bleached them. Actually, there are usually three factors, uh, but mostly heat, um, the velocity of that heat and how fast it changes and duration of that heat change. So those are usually the factors. But most people, when they come and visit aquarium, I still see a lot of people thinking corals as being a rock. So They it's really, really do. It's they really unfortunate. They don't think of them as a living thing. Unfortunately, no, no. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, what we are doing, actually, in the aquarium, of course, signage and telling stories about the coral, but we're also showing coral feeding under a microscope and a big screen. So visitors who come in, or guests, as we call them, as they come in, they can actually participate in that activity. And when we, when I personally saw that first time, I mean, it just blew my mind open because such a beautiful animal, and uh, you can see it close up. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it gives you a lot more respect. Of course. Of a course. lot more respect. I love that you're actually even you have a nursery bay hale, eleven a.m. to three p.m. You'll be doing tea leaf lay making. How yes. cool is that? Yeah. So actually, um, on this coming Sunday, we are um, bringing in some of our cultural practitioners to um, provide a, a lot of different um, activities. But these are things that are happening on an ongoing basis in the park. So, um, for example, we are um, having more than several come in but on a regular mm-hmm. basis we have ukulele lessons monday through friday and we have the tea leaf lay demonstrations twice a week and we also have a special plant tour and culture tour um, a couple of times a week as well so there's a lot of different content that we're trying to provide opportunities for our guests to have that richer understanding about the relationship mm-hmm. of the hawaiians with the sea and then about the uniqueness of the marine life that they're seeing so maui ocean center only showcases those things you would see in hawaiian waters and up to 25 percent of those species are found nowhere else in the world so the maui ocean center is an aquarium but it is the aquarium of hawaii and mm-hmm. so unlike any other aquarium that you may go mm-hmm. to in the world it's the only one that you're going to be able to come and see the creatures that live in these beautiful waters in in a place um, and have that understanding about their significance. And if I may add to that, uh, what really makes us unique is a substantial portion of the marine life under our care gets returned back to the ocean to the same spot where we collected them. And then Kaho Dane Maxwell, who is Uncle Charlie's grandson, is our cultural advisor and uh, he usually places the animals when we collect them and when we release back them to the ocean. Uh, So it's just amazing sight to behold so this is really makes my day and and it is so important to have that respect because we all know we're supposed to respect the aina that's one of the key points that we do and live by in the motto of hawaii but respecting the aina is only half of it if we don't respect the ocean Mm -hmm. 
You know, if we don't respect the ocean, we will not be able to live. We are surrounded by the ocean, and and the ocean, we don't understand it. And we're still learning so much, I mean, about every aspect of the ocean. You know, I was listening to... uh Public, national public radio the other other morning, and I heard Sylvia Earle say something that really resonated with me. And she said that the biggest disconnect that she sees, you know, with the uh, public in general, is that most people think these oceans are vast resources that are endless that we can continue to do whatever we are doing without having any impact. But uh, we need to wake up and really realize that this is not infinite resource that we can commodify, you know, we need to take care of it. Well, and when I realized that there's been so much plastic and that these, these plastic islands and that now there's so plastic particles in all of the oceans, mm-hmm. that, that was a real eye-opener for me when I found that out last year. I mean, to think that all of the oceans now have little plastic particles and that, that we, our, our people of this world, are responsible for that kind of pollution and we're still trying to figure out what kind of damage it's doing to the life in the ocean and 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 we're just totally unaware of what we're doing it's it's a shame so i mean having events like this where you not only celebrate but to me at least it sounds like it's all about learning as well it's really and that's a lot of what you're really about at the ocean center the Mayo ocean center is about teaching well let me let me say this to you and the radio audience listening out there maui ocean center we are not in entertainment business so we really need to have a sense of community. Everything really starts with the local community here and ends with the community. So we need to add value to the community. And how are we a steward of the resources that we are part of? Uh, how do we become a good community member? By really taking a leadership position on a lot of these issues and start advocating for issues that matter. Because if we don't do it, then who will? And, for example, water quality issues is a very good thing um, I mentioned earlier brown out uh, or brown water advisories. So we actually hired an environmental team. We have our, our environmental director, uh, technical affairs, Aviat Kahana, who is a chemical engineer by training. He was involved with Deepwater Horizon incident uh, way back. Uh, and then Robin Knox is our environmental director of you know regulatory affairs. And as as the community knows here, she's been very active with injection well issues, uh, and rightly so, I believe. Um, we as a community really need to look at these issues comprehensively and see where do we really stand, you know, in terms of uh, the history as history charges us, uh, what we are doing, how are we taking care of these issues. So we've actually done a scientific uh, study now on the water quality uh, related to Maui Ocean Center um, and we found out that uh, with us discharging 1.2 million gallons of uh, pristine seawater back into the harbor, we actually pump it in from the bay and we discharge it to the harbor. Uh, we are actually cleaning the Malaya Harbor waters. And um, if we stopped uh, discharging into the harbor, the ammonia levels uh, would rise over 37 Wow. Micrograms per uh, liter, wow. which is toxicity level. So. Well, I mean, I remember, and this is this issue's been going on a long time. But I remember about ten years ago about the whole thing with the pumping station. People mm-hmm. were not aware that there were ships coming in and just dumping their sewage right there into the harbor. Yeah, there's a um, you know that was an issue that uh, a lot of people focused on. Uh, there's a great uh, environmental nonprofit organization called Maui Nui Marine Resource Council. I would encourage people if people want to do something about it. Uh, 
uh, reach out to them. Uh, they're doing uh, independent water quality testing around the island of Maui. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Maui Ocean Center, we also started 501c3 uh, a nonprofit in 2016, Maui Ocean Center Marine Institute. So basic three foundational pillars are a turtle rescue facility mm. and also coral repository. This is, to me, personally existential issue here in Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, in essence, a gene bank of rare endemic Hawaiian corals. And then the third one is uh, STEM-based education outreach to local public schools. Um, oh, good. Uh, yeah, having been a public school teacher a long time ago, uh, public schools are very close to my heart, and I want to make sure that we provide all the possible resources to public schools. I think all tour boats owners um, and people who take tour boats out um, should also be very, very educated about I think it's gotten better over the years, but, you know, many yeah. times people mm-hmm. would go down and they'd go diving and they'd damage the coral. And yeah. uh, I think it's getting a little better, but um, there's, again, a lot of education involved. Absolutely, and I think uh, as a community, we're starting to work together more. At least I see the direction this way. Um, um, you know, I see people coming in. When we, we actually did a presentation to Department of Health Clean Water Prance uh, mm-hmm. uh, four or five months ago, and, uh, you know, we went in there with the intent of providing a solution for DOH, how to manage uh, these watershed issues, and which we did. And they actually were very, very impressed to the point where they said, "Do a water? Why don't you write a watershed management plan?" Which actually Robin is almost done writing for the Malaya Bay, mm-hmm. and uh, invite a consortium of local stakeholders together, which we are in the process of doing, and we will actually fund this process for you. So oh. DOH is actually very interesting in seeing communities to take charge and working together with DOHs and providing solutions. And this, to me, makes so much sense instead of people just uh, saying, well, we don't have funding, we don't have manpower, nobody seems to be able to do anything specific about it. Well, I think everyone's aware that it's important, but there's still so much education. I'm sure even you, at least, you're a very aware person, and you know, work for years at Whole Foods and live a very healthy lifestyle. But look how much you've learned, even just the time you've been there. Yes, yeah, so you know, It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yes, Maui Ocean Center is an uh, unending pool of amazement. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a joy to work there, and I am really excited about mm-hmm. the opportunity to share this milestone for the 20th anniversary because I think as much as we want to talk about things that we've accomplished over the last 20 years, we are really excited about the next day, the, the next mm-hmm. stage. And as Tapani was talking about, we have a lot of things that are in place that we're going to be increasing our sphere of influence to for the good of the larger community around um, Maui and the reefs. And, and uh, so we're excited about that. And with the um, new nonprofit, the Maui Ocean Center Marine Institute, we're also going to be able to, um, in particular, help um, certain species that are under threat and, and, and educate more uh, about those particular species. Um, but then the other thing that we haven't probably touched on that I'm really excited about is that, one, the animals that are on exhibit are there are as ambassadors of their species. And we are very mindful of the um, uniqueness of these animals and being able to return them back to their home waters is really, um, I think for all of us personally, because we're very passionate about these animals, is, is a comfort to us to know that we can do that. And then in addition to that, we're looking for always sustainable ways to continue to showcase different animals um, in a sustainable way. And so we've partnered with a couple of places that have provided us with aquacultured tangs 
and um, we're also looking for other um, particular species that are native to um, Hawaiian islands that we can have on um, display that weren't taken off of the reefs themselves. Mm-hmm. So in essence, what Elise is uh, highlighting here when we're looking at the um, question is, are we part of the problem? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, for our sustainability practices, um, how a substantial por- portion of the marine life under our care gets returned back into the ocean. The bottom line is that uh, we are so focused on educational mission. There are a lot of people out there who have no idea what's in the ocean. How can we foster this love if people do not see this uh, mm-hmm. in person? And uh, with that love, the protection will follow. And uh, you know, again, we all need to work together. So what we're really working on this yellow tang issue, we've been working closely with Rene Amberger, um, I'm sure the local community also, and we partner with Oceanic Institute out of Honolulu uh, on Waimanalo side and then University of Hawaii Hilo. So they have aquaculture to these fish species. So um, what we're really looking at here is a you know, sustainable supply chain. It's not only for Maui Ocean Center, but if your audience imagines this, what the impact will be nationwide and even globally uh, if we are able to actually show this, that it actually works. And we believe it will. We are making a public commitment by 2020. 20% of uh, the marine life under our care comes from sustainable supply chain. That's that's quite an impressive thing. And so, you know, people may just think of the Maui Ocean Center as a place to go down and see sharks or stingrays or some of the, you know, you do have the lovely, lovely reefs. And the the turtles. Yes, of course, the turtles. Um, But it's so much more than that. And this is what they can do. They can go down this coming Sunday and get a 50% off Kama'aina discount, which is amazing, and children under 12 free, so very affordable for families, and have a full day of entertainment, but also of education. I mean, there's going to be everything from great music with Anthony Fluke to Magic Show to Kamehameha School and, and, and all kinds of fun things going on at the Harbor Plaza starting at 11 o'clock. And uh, I know Kamikaze will be down there doing his remote with all kinds of prizes, and Ecolo Trio will be there. Um, and then the dive link presentations are also happening at the Open Ocean Exhibit. Right. So this is actually a really special presentation where we have a uh, diver in the 750,000-gallon uh, tank mm-hmm. with those um, sharks and stingrays and big, big fish. I mean, these fish are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they actually can talk to our guests on the mm-hmm. other side of the class. And we have a marine naturalist there who can field questions and people can then ask the diver different questions. It really is an amazing experience. I'd really like it if you could have the sharks talk back. <laughs> can you have them come up to that mic system and just have them having their day right, right. there? Says, How, we're here for the sharks, representing the sharks today, and we're going to have a talk with you about the way people treat sharks. Mm. <laughs> well, and actually, um, that's a good point. That brings up something else, um, you know, in my mind. Uh, Maui is actually an amazing place. Uh, it's very progressive. Um, we have an ordinance here that no cetaceans are allowed in captivity. To me, this is very, very Yes, oh, I remember the battle yeah. it took to keep yeah. that from mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for Maui County uh, Council, mayor, et cetera, you know, they, they're looking at a lot of progressive issues like sunscreen, um, plastic back band that happened mm-hmm. a few years ago. And uh, Honolulu still hasn't been able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's keep on the same track, Maui, and uh, let's make Maui even more amazing place. 
You know, we could talk forever about this. I think we have to have you back again, Elise and, and Tapani. I mean, this I've learned so much. We're out of time just about. But again, can people, if they've forgotten all the information we give them, is there a good site to go to? Yeah, so they go to MauiOceanCenter.com and they click on um, special events. They'll see the links there for all of the information on the entertainment, the special comma Ina rate for 50% off general um, admission for adults and the children under 12 for free. And they can pre-book their ticket tickets there as well. Well, thank you so much for all the information. It's been great seeing you, and I've learned so much. Thank See you. you. Sunday. Thank you, Cindy. Aloha. Appreciate Aloha. It. Have a good day.